get right into um the first one this is going to start on the west coast in the very very great city of san francisco and by very very great i mean the opposite san francisco store clerk dies after being beaten with baseball bat by thief stealing beer a san francisco store clerk has died from his injuries Five days after he was beatily brutal with a baseball bat while trying to stop a thief stealing just two bottles of beer. John Tweldy, who's 60, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, uh, never regained consciousness after suffering a major brain injury during the attack late Thursday at Richmond Market and died at a local hospital shortly before 2.30 p.m. on Tuesday, he's only announced. John was a beloved member of the community and even more loved by his family and friends. And he proposed on a GoFundMe that raised money for his medical bills. John was working at the Balboa Street store at around 9.30 p.m. Thursday when a thief attempted to steal two bottles of beer. He had already... Listen, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Pay attention to this now. He had already made off with some water, police said, and came back just 10 minutes later to find John wielding a baseball bat in, in an effort to keep him away. But surveillance footage from the store shows the thief knocking him over, causing him to strike his head on the ground. He then grabbed the bat from John and beat him over the head with it before fleeing the scene. Listen to that. L- look at that. Look at that. Now, here's the thing. It's not that he just took the beer. It's not that he just it's not that he's just a thief. It's not hard to get away from a 60-year-old man. It isn't. He pushes him over unnecessarily and then takes the bat and beats him with it. Now, I said in an episode a while ago, I talked about the rise of vigilantism. Okay? I said, America's going to go one of two ways. We're either going to get the police back to doing what, they, what they're what they supposed to do, local law enforcement, or we're going to enter a stage where regular people, average everyday people, are going to get sick and tired of crime, and they're going to take action, and they're going to stop these people. We're going one of two ways. America is not going to be in a position where we say, you know what, we're just going to let this happen. You know why? Because times are hard. For everyone, okay? Times are hard, okay? So if one person is stealing and they're just released and nothing happens to them, what's to stop someone else? Why should you pay for your cart of groceries when you see someone else just run out with three carts of groceries? We're We're not talking about food. We're not talking about people who are stealing bread to make it. We're not talking about stealing water to make it. We're talking about this man stole alcohol. Alcohol. He wanted to get drunk. He wanted to intoxicate himself. 
And for some re- for some reason, for some reason, we now live in a world where it's seen as well. It's really the it's really the store's fault. It's really it's really the it's the establishment's fault. It's not the criminal's fault. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Here's a man just trying to provide for his family and for his community. He's he's making an honest living just for him to be beaten to death over two cans of beer. Two cans of beer. By the way, the suspect is at large, so they don't know where he is. John's daughter, Marin, described him in the aftermath as a loyal, trustworthy person who treated the store like it was his. It makes no sense to, uh, why he would try to stop that guy. If that was me, I would have let him steal whatever he wanted to steal. But my dad has such honor. John had recently become a U.S. citizen and underwent heart surgery in March. Right after his heart surgery, he didn't want to go back. He couldn't. He didn't want to go back to work because he wanted to be there. There's something about that community he loves. He loves everyone there. The reason he went back, and here, here's the problem. Here's the thing. Here's what I love about legal immigrants. Here's what I love about them. They have a strong appreciation for this country. They have a very strong appreciation for this country. They do. Talk to them. They are the. They are. The, they are some of the biggest fans of America. It's not those white MAGA, MAGA Trump people. No, 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 no. A lot of the time, it's legal immigrants. And even illegal immigrants too because they understand how amazing America is. She Now his daughter is saying, you know, I, I, I would have just let him steal. That's which is understandable because the thing is, it's San Francisco. What can you do? You can't carry you can't carry concealed or open you don't don't even think about it you've got no shot the reason he did that was because he said you know what this is my livelihood this is what i do with him with her describing him as such honor it's like okay at what point do i keep letting this happen Am I just going to stand here and let and let this happen? Or am I going to do something? And he did something and he paid the ultimate price. You guys, you need to understand that we live in a time where thieves are not just thieves anymore. There are certain thieves out there who don't want to cause harm to anybody. There are thieves who steal strictly to survive. They take food and water, and that's all they steal. Okay? There are indeed those people. You can't condone stealing. It's not okay. But if you were to, if you were to forgive and condone any kind of stealing, it would be that kind of word, strictly for survival. Okay? Then there's those who steal for profit. Okay? Then there are those who steal just because they want to steal something. That's those are called kleptomaniacs. They steal just to steal. What can I take today? What can I take? I want something. I walk into a room. What can I take with me? What can I take? 
It could be this. It could be something not even of value. It could be something that's worth nothing. They just want to steal. But we now live in a time where there are thieves out there who couldn't give a damn about your life. I shared that story. I think it was. I don't. I don't remember what city it was. I think it was Houston. Don't get. I, I apologize if I if I get the city wrong. There was a, there wasn't there was a robbery. And this guy, there was a robbery. This guy came in to a gas station um, or a little convenience store. I can't remember which one. And he said, hey, give me your money. And the guy said, no, 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 no. And then he said, give me your money. And so the guy gave him some of the money, but not all of the money. Then the thief jumped over the counter and said, okay, okay, yeah, fine. Here, here's the rest of the money. He told the guy, the thief said, okay, store clerk, get on your knees over there. Gets on his knees. This, the thief looks around, shoots the man execution style, killing him, runs out of the store. He didn't get a lot of cash. But he killed him like that. He killed him very, very easily. He didn't think twice about it. And here's another instance of a man who was killed over beer not a car not not um you know not not a house not an apartment this man was killed over beer thieves don't care about you they don't care about you all they see you is they see you as an obstacle to their goal that's all they see you as they see you as a as a as a stumbling block as a giant fence they, they see you as oh the, you're you're in the way you're in the way you're in the you're a thing in my way that's how they see you that's how they that's how this man saw john he killed him for beer for no reason remember he has the beer john's got the baseball bat He pushes him over. He pushes John over. John hits his head, probably knocking him out. And then the guy, the, the, the thief picks the bat up and beats him with it. He didn't need to. He could have just pushed him over and left. He didn't do that though. That it wasn't enough to be violent towards the man. It wasn't enough to be violent and steal. No, I have to push him over, beat him to a pulp, get the beer, and go. That was his MO. He already stole some water. How awful is this? How awful is that? Chicago, that great, great city, and by great, great, I mean the opposite, Chicago sues Kia Hyundai uh, over car theft crisis. The city of Chicago sued Kia and Hyundai on Thursday, alleging the South Korean automakers have fueled a car theft crisis by failing to install standard technology they knew was effective at deterring thieves. The companies failed to use the anti-theft technology for years, leading to a spike in thefts that's uh, driven by a viral trend showing just how easy it was to swipe their cars, according to the lawsuit filed in Cook County.
A flood of videos posted to social media showed thieves colloquially known as Kia boys using USB plugs to start ignitions. The defect could have easily prevented by equipping vehicles with engine immobilizers, widely using uh, widely used equipment that relies on a smart key with a special chip to start a vehicle, the city argued. Now, that's some good old-fashioned... Let me say this. The manufacturers, the automakers, the companies should be using the right technology. That's what they, that they just should be doing that, okay? But that's not the point of this story. The point of this story is that now there are people out there saying, you know what, I, I, I demand, it's not, it's not the, it's not the, it's not the, it's not the thief's fault that he stole the car. It's, it's the fact that the thief was able to steal it. Instead of being tough on crime, instead of being hard on the criminals, the first time, instead of giving them, you know, 57 times, This is what happens. This is what happens. These people want to do the right thing. Regular people want to do the right thing, but they have they have police who they can't do anything. They have mayors who are left leaning. You cannot run on crime anymore and win. You can't do it. If you are a Democrat, you have to take the party line. You must take the part in line. It's not, it's not, you can't be tough. You can't be a Democrat and be tough on crime. You can't do it. You cannot do it. It's not possible. They don't allow you. Because the left's point of view is, well, it's, 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 you know, the problem, the problem is, the problem is the companies. The companies are the evil ones. The companies are the ones who make everything so expensive. The companies are the ones who make our lives miserable. It's these corporations. You can't be a Democrat and be tough on crime. So what do you have to do? You have to point at every other thing. Remember when Lori Lightfoot blamed stores for for shoplifting? You're, you're, you're not doing enough. Some retailers downtown in Michigan Avenue, I will tell you. I'm disappointed that they're not doing to take more safety and make it a priority. For example, we still have retailers that won't in, uh, institute plans like having security officers in their stores. What are the security officers allowed to do? What are they allowed to do? Are they allowed, are they allowed to shoot people? Are they allowed to stop people? And even if you call the police, the police ain't coming. It's Chicago. Where I work, I don't, let me say this. The police ain't coming. The police ain't coming if you need help. They, they, they're just, they're not, they're not going to do it. They're not coming. I work in an area where it is known the police are not going to do anything over here. It's that simple. They're not going to do anything over here. This is a big, big problem. But this is the world that we live in now. This is the standard. On to the next thing. National Archives has 5,400 Biden emails in which he uses fake names to dish government info to Hunter, others, 
as VP. The NARP, National Archives and Records uh, Administration, NARA, excuse me, has admitted that it is in possession of nearly 5,400 emails, electronic records, and documents that potentially show President Biden using a pseudonym during his vice presidency. It was revealed on Monday. NARA confirmed the existence of the trove in response to a June 2022 FOIA request by the Southeastern Legal Foundation, a nonprofit constitutional legal group. The request sought emails pertaining to the accounts of Robin Ware, Robert L. Peters, and J.R.B. Ware, pseudonyms the 80-year-old president was known to use in the White House during his time as President Barack Obama's vice president. The Southeastern Legal Foundation on Monday filed suit against NARA for the release of the records, which the group claims may show that Biden forwarded government information and discussed government business with his son Hunter Biden and others. The corruption... Let, let, me, let me say this. The corruption of this family, the corruption of this administration, it is so deep. The corruption of this administration is so, it, it runs so insanely deep. This is this is disrespectful corruption. At this point, it's just disrespectful. Because they you are now seen by this administration as stupid. You're stupid. They think you're stupid. They think you're an, they think you're a complete idiot. They think you're a complete and total galoot. They have no faith in you, in your intelligence. They have, they have none of that in you. Why do you think he's able to get away with so much? The Hunter Biden... The, the, what, what has this man been honest about in regards to all these investigations? No, my, no the, 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 lap, the laptops aren't my sons. No, 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 no they, they're, they're not my sons. Oh, okay, they are my sons. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Um, I never discussed... I never discussed... The I never discussed my son's business dealings. We know that was a lie. No, I, I, we, 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 we have no clue what you're talking about. Um, really, is, is, is that the case? Is that the case? It, 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 it's unbelievable at this point. Quote, all too often, public officials abuse their power by using it for their personal or political benefit. When they do, many seek to hide it. The only way to preserve government governmental integrity is for NARA to release Biden's nearly 5,400 emails to SLF and thus the public. The American public deserves to know what is in them. That's according to Kimberly Herman, SLF general counsel. Um, the group accuses NARA of having dragged its feet since June 2022 and says that not a single email has been produced since the government agency acknowledged their existence just days after the request. So here's the thing. They acknowledged it. Oh, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, it, it, it's a real thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's real. Okay, can we see them? Crickets. Crickets. You don't hear anything. How awful is this? How garbage is this? It's a slap in the face to you as an American. It's um, it's it, it, this this is this is robbery at this point where it, it's almost like it's almost like 
someone walks into the bank and they don't hide their identity. They put a gun to the teller's uh, face and they say, give me all the money. All the cameras are working. Everything's working. And all the money's put in the bag and then they leave. They get caught. And then they say, no, it, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. What are you talking about? And then the person still somehow gets away with it. That's what this is. That's what this is like. We see you. We know it's you. It's clearly you. And you still get away with it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Emails previously released by the archives and retrieved from Hunter's abandoned laptop. Remember that one. Remember the laptop's not real. Remember that. Remember that. Remember. Remember. The, remember those laptops are just fake. Remember it's 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 from the Russian state. It's 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 from Trump's camp. It's all made up. It's not real. That that's what that's what the left wanted you to believe for so long. Emails previously released from the archives and retrieved from Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop reveal. That Joe Biden used the emails Robert L. Peters at PCI.gov while he was Obama's second in command. And that his aide, John Flynn, CC'd Hunter in 10, on 10 emails containing the elder Biden's daily schedule between March 18th and June 15th of 2016. Joe Biden has stated there was an absolute wall between his family's foreign business schemes and his duties as vice president. But evidence reveals that access was wide open for his family's influence peddling. I mean, how many times can the goalposts move? How many times can you change what you say? No, 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 no. It's no. It right. Keep my fam- Keep my family's name out your mouth. Uh, we, 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 they have nothing to do with my political business. Okay. How about this email? How about that phone call? How about this text message? How about this? How about this voice recording? How about this? How about that? How about that over there? How about what this person is saying? All these things keep pointing back to you. President Joe Biden, during the campaign, he was marketed as an honest, down-to-earth, good old Grandpa Joe. That's how he was advertised. That's how he was sold to you. And we told you, we on the right told you, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. The man, let me, uh, you guys, you guys, you guys. The old saying goes, you can't trust politicians. You can't trust politicians, okay? The longer someone is in politics, the less you trust them. Do you understand that? I would say half the country doesn't. It's all, it's, it's always interesting to me, the fact that Joe Biden got so many votes, they said, oh, he's going to fix the problem. Really? Really? So the man, the, keep in mind, keep in mind, Joe Biden has never... Ever, 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 never, ever, ever, never. Joe Biden has never held a job in the private sector once in his life. Ever. At all. It's never happened. He's never held a job in the private sector. This man has always been involved in government in some form or fashion. He's always been involved in the political scene. This man has been doing, this man is in his 80s. The man is in his 80s. He's, he's been doing this since his 20s. 
and you really believe that he's an honest human being, his family is very, very wealthy. Do you really think that comes from government? Do you, do you, do you really think that comes from him being honest? The people you trust the most are the ones who are newest to politics. That's part of the reason Trump won in 2016, because he was an outsider. The man was already wealthy. The man already had money. He didn't make money from the government. He made money through business, through capitalism. Not backdoor deals or cronyism like Joe Biden. But Donald Trump got his money through business dealings and being in business. The man was an outsider into politics and he said, we're going to drain the swamp. Apparently, the American people love the swamp. They, they love it. They love it because they picked Joe Biden, the swampiest person in America. I, I, can't think of any, I can't think of anyone more swampy than him. You can't trust people who, are, who have been in politics for this long. It's unbelievable. No, my, my family has nothing to do. They have nothing to do with my, with my politics. No, no. They're, they're, they're left out. I don't know about what my son Hunter does. They think you're stupid. They think you're stupid. That's why they do this. When people do, when people do things and you know they did it and they don't confess to it or they don't own up to it or, the, or they don't apologize, it's because they think you're stupid. They think I'm so smart, I'm so intelligent, and or these other people are so stupid that I can get away with anything. The cocaine, we, well, the world may never know. How could that, what is this white substance? Oh my goodness, it's cocaine in the White House. How could this be? Well, we, we must investigate. Uh, we, we've come to we've come to the hard conclusion. Um, we cannot determine whose cocaine this is. We don't know where it came from. We don't know how it got in here, and we don't know who it belongs to. Really, really, the Secret Service, the American, the American government, the the whole DOJ, everyone in there, no one can figure out. Well, whose bag of cocaine this is? If you try to sneak something into the White House, if, if it was a rubber ducky, you would get caught. If you were to try to smuggle a rubber ducky into the White House, just to see if you could do it, you would fail. You would fail. You wouldn't make it. You'd have no shot. You'd have no chance. But somehow, somehow, some way, cocaine, which is federally, it's, it's illegal at the federal level, and the last time I checked, the White House is a federal building. Somehow, cocaine makes it into the White House. And the story doesn't quite add up. Oh, it was found here. No, it was found over there. No, it was found in this, in the West Wing. No, it was actually found in the library. No, it was found downstairs. No, it was found upstairs. They think you're stupid. Because you keep voting for them. And you know what? I don't blame Democrats for, for going along with this. Why, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If we can keep getting away with this stuff, if we can keep covering our tracks, and people keep on voting for us, why stop now? Unbelievable. Robert L. Peters, 
at PCI.gov. It, it's, it's, it's outrageous. It's outrageous. No, there, there, there's, a, there's an absolute wall between my family, uh, their foreign business schemes, and my duties as vice president. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, there, there isn't. There isn't. They're one and the same. You use your vice presidency and now presidency to enrich your family. That's what you're doing, sir. You sell out the you sell out America for the sake of the Biden last name. That's what you're doing. It, it, it's unbelievable at this point. And, and and here and here's my thing. I think we're at a point politically. Let me politically we're at a very dangerous point. I truly believe politically we're at a point where we where people don't trust the political process anymore. There's no faith in the in the system because we're seeing political dissidents be put in prison, put in jail. Um, they're going through trial after trial after trial after trial after trial after trial after trial. All these things are happening to political dissidents. People on both sides don't trust the election process. Ah, oh, did my vote really count? Oh, the election fraud, it was stolen. Both sides claim this. Remember, it wasn't Trump who did this. In 2008, did anyone, did anyone accuse Obama of stealing the election? No. 2012? No. 2016? An outsider wins? Oh my God, Russia. It didn't start with Trump. It started with Hillary. Who had the election, in my opinion, in the bag. She had it in the bag and she dropped it like a bunch of eggs. And just looked down and said, I can't believe I did this. There's no way it could, it could have been my performance. There's no way it could have been my, my statements. It's no, it, it, there couldn't be, there could be no way that I'm that unlikable that an outsider beat me, that I was beaten by a TV mogul. No, it had to be, it had to be Putin. It had to be, Russia. It had to be some. It had to be some foreign, invisible hand that caused me to lose. There's no faith in the system. We're now coming up on a decade of no, with both sides not trusting the other side. Obama won two terms, and there were no questions. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, he won. Cool. All right, that's cool. We're now in a place where. We see the corruption. I mean, I mean, I mean, just it, the gross corruption. I mean, gross corruption. Like it is so bad. It's like it's full on in your face at this point. How can you trust the system? How? Because I, I don't. I don't, and I, I, I can't. How can we fully trust the system when we see that the rules are not applied equally? I don't mind rules. I'm not against rules. I'm against rules that are not applied equally. It's like if you have a job and when you go to work, if you're a minute late, you have to answer for your crime. How, how, where, where were you? Where, did you, did you wake up late? Were you not paying attention? Uh, were, 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 are, are you drunk? Do, do we need to drug test you? Uh, I don't like your performance. That's not okay. It's not okay. You must be on time. Whereas if the boss comes in 10, 15, 20, 
40, 90, two hours late. Now, oh, well, you know, well, it's, it's the boss. And he makes his own schedule. Oh, okay, okay. So if he comes in 10 minutes late, 20 minutes late, 30 minutes late, 40 minutes late, 50 minutes late, an hour late, it's okay. But if I come in a little bit late, if I come in literally a minute late, oh my goodness, that it, we, we, we need to, we need to guillotine them. Rules for thee, not for me. See, you, you abide by the rules, not me. You come to work on time. I come when I want. You leave when, you leave when I say you can leave. I leave when I choose to leave. Very, very fascinating. Very fascinating stuff. This is in your face corruption, and it is not okay on any level. It's absurd, it's ridiculous, and it's flat out unfair. It's unfair. America's not, America's future is not bright. And I say that because we can, you cannot have a country where you start jailing political dissidents. We see pro-lifers, they're getting imprisoned. Just for, just, just for the audacity, for the, for the sheer audacity of saying, yeah, abortion's wrong and it's immoral. You have full on sons. You have, you have, you have the literal son of the literal president of the United States getting off scot free for committing felonies and misdemeanors. scot-free but if you dare say you know what hey abortion is not a good thing oh we're gonna have to, you know what you know what's gonna have to happen to you you're gonna have to go to jail for about 15 years yeah yeah that's where we're at that's why i don't think america has a has much long has much long left we, we don't have a lot of time left this is not good